I'm going to give a statement for you, and then I want you to tell me if it's true or not true. Here it goes. Satan wants you to be happy, but Jesus wants you to have joy. Satan wants you to be happy, and Jesus wants you to have joy. We were watching a Christmas movie yesterday, and um, there was a couple in there that the husband, after the son went off to college, approached the, uh, the wife and says, um, I think it's best that I were to leave you because after all, we're not happy. Because Satan wants you to be happy, but Jesus wants you to have joy. I think sometimes in our world that we get those confused, in our life we get those confused, and we think somehow that happiness will satisfy when actually happiness becomes an illusion and steals you from the real joy that only Jesus gives. So, so when you're feeling down, so here's the test of this, though. Here's the test. When you're feeling down, when you're feeling a little bit blue, when you're feeling a little bit, ah, uh, oh, I need to pick me up, you want to feel better, you want some, you think joy, you think this, what, what do you do? Do you go shopping? Do you go out to eat? Do you take your favorite ice cream out of the freezer? Oh, chunky monkey. <laughs> Do you go to that favorite book, watch that movie, um, or come on, Hallmark, that, that makes you feel happy, right? Those Hallmark, Hallmark shows, Hallmark Christmas, or listen to your favorite artist, Michael Blueblay Christmas. But how long does it last, I would say? When you go to those places, when you try to find the pick-me-up, when you try to find that feeling, right, how long does it last? What if I told you that those things are fine, but all those things are not lasting, and all those things will not fully satisfy, and actually will not give you joy. They'll give you momentary happiness. And again, nothing wrong with pleasure, nothing wrong with happiness, but really what the human soul is longing for is joy, and that's only Jesus can give you that. So the fruit of the Spirit, um, do you know where you can find the fruit of the Spirit in the Bible? Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. And uh, when I was, um, a little ritual that I used to, I guess probably tradition is a better word, that my youngest son and I would do when he was young is we would recite the fruit of the Spirit. And um, we would understand, it's like, okay, were those areas in your life were you not as loving or patient or kind and pray that the Spirit of God would reside fuller, fully in us, that we would express those things. But the number, the number two in that list in Galatians chapter 5 is what? Joy. Joy. So we're on this series of joy. Um, last week we talked about 
we find joy when we share Jesus with others. Anybody have an opportunity to share Jesus with others? Last, last week, this past week? I, I hope so. If not, it's okay. You have this week. <laughs> um, share the joy. Share Jesus with others and you will experience joy. All right. But today, we're really talking about why happiness is stealing your Christmas joy. And I want you to experience joy this Christmas. I want you to experience joy this Christmas. So in Galatians chapter 5, here we go. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Somebody else tell me what's next? Faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Okay, so how are we doing on that? But I want you to focus on joy. Now, the interesting thing, this is not the fruit of Jane. This is not the fruit of Jack. This is not the fruit of Pastor Richie. This is the fruit of the Spirit. So where does it originate from? It originates from the Spirit of God. I think this is really important to understand. When you're not feeling the joy, you have to ask yourself, is is the Spirit of God deciding not to be too joyful that day? Or is there something else going on in our life that we are not allowing the Spirit of God to emanate joy in our lives? Well, I want to talk about two things. Uh, the, this, the fleshly person versus the spirit person. We both have those qualities in our life. We are both, we have flesh and blood and we have desires, and then we have the Spirit of God. We have a Spirit also, and the Spirit of God as a Christian, as a believer, as one who have asked Jesus into your life, you have His Spirit residing in you. But let me tell you the difference between um, both of them, and, and this is the, honestly, the, the devil and the angel on the shoulder example, if you will. The flesh is temporary. Um, the Spirit is lasting, the flesh comes mm, pretty easy because we're all born with a sinful nature, are we not? It comes fairly easy, but the spirit requires discipline and work. Flesh produces happiness, and the spirit produces joy. And again, remember, not everything of the flesh is wrong. But we have to determine where do we want to go. Do we want something that's temporary or do we want something that's everlasting? Do we want something that's deep? Do you want something that's superficial? So we have to learn to go after the things of the Spirit of God. But it's harder. But it will produce something so lasting in your life. So this Christmas, I want you to experience Christmas joy. Really the joy of the Spirit of God that resides inside of you. So how do we do this? Well, Ephesians chapter 4 suggests that we let go of these bad attitudes and habits in the old way of life. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 through 24. It says, you were taught with regard to your former way of life. So before you knew Jesus, you were living for yourself, you were living for your flesh. To put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires. So sometimes when we go after the things of the flesh, without the temperance of the Spirit of God, it will be momentarily joy, uh, happy, give you momentarily happiness, but it's actually a deceitful desire, which is interesting. He calls it a deceitful desire. 
Because sometimes we think like, well, I feel this way, or I'm feeling like I'm doing this, should be doing this, but is it, it says it's deceitful. It's trying to trick you. To be made new in the attitude of your mind. So here's the idea. Put off the old way. Put off the old thinking. I want you to be made new in your minds to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Okay, that word righteousness and holiness might actually feel or seem like there's no way that I'm going to be righteous. There's no way I'm going to be holy as the Bible says, be holy as God is holy. And that's why today we celebrated what Jesus has done for us on the cross because that is where our righteousness comes, through Christ Jesus. We're not made righteous on our own. We're only made righteous through Christ Jesus. But then here he goes. And our holiness is, is our pursuit to live for things of the Spirit, not for things of the flesh. So here's the thing. If there's a big idea I want you to walk away with today, if there's something that's a tweetable moment, if there's something that you want to take away, is it write this statement down. If there's something that I've asked some of our younger people today, I'm now I'm looking for them. Did they disappear on us? Oh, they're in kids' church. Okay. I was looking for some of our youngsters, and I was going to like, remember this. Mom's going to ask you this. But here we go. She'll still ask. If you're at home watching this, this is a time to get your little notepad. Here you go. You will not find joy by looking for happiness. You'll find joy by looking for Jesus. Oh, my word, this Christmas time. I'll tell you what, we are so distracted in our world today. If, if Christmas time is not distracting enough, you throw a global pandemic on top of it and a presidential uh, you know, outcome that is in turmoil. You get all these things of the world that is going on uh, around us. You get Iran, who now is actually going after Israel. I'm telling you, church, be aware of the times. Live awake. (laughs) This is a time for you to be awake. And the way that you stay awake is by looking for Jesus, not looking for happiness. So you'll not find joy by looking for happiness. You'll find joy by looking for Jesus. Okay, we're staying spiritually awake, right? Good. In John 15, it says this from the New Living Translation. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. This is Jesus saying this. Remain in my love. Remain in my love. Could you say remain? which means that stay in his love. When you obey my commands, you remain in my love. So how do we stay in God's love? Obey his commands by being obedient to what God's word says. When you obey my commands, you remain in my love just as I obey my father's commands and remain in his love. So Jesus set the example. And that's why he actually went to the cross, because he was even obedient, even unto death, right? But when we learn that, that our obedience allows us to remain in God, and um, we find his love there, it's like this proximity factor. You, if you can't find joy by looking for happiness, right, that's external. 
I'm looking for happiness in all those things we talked about before, right? I want to go shopping. I want to go eat. I want some ice cream. Nothing wrong with those things. But if you're looking for some deep satisfaction, you're not going to find it in those places. You're going to find it by looking for Jesus. So we have to say, well, where is Jesus? Well, he's saying, remain in my Father's love. So be obedient to his word is one aspect. But I'm going to, I'm going to give you six ways, six ways to find joy this Christmas. But let me, before we go there, I want to tell you Psalm 16, verse 11. This would be a great one, too, if you're writing this down. Psalm 16, 11. This would be a great one to post somewhere in your house or put it on your screen, on your phone. Or You make known to me the path of life. Does everybody want to know where the path of life is, right? It's, it's not a mystery. He says, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Now, here's the interesting thing. See, pleasures are not always wrong, but I think they're the outcome of being in his presence where there's joy, and then you'll find pleasures. I think we're, we're, we're tricked in a society, and, and by the way, Satan's been very crafty. He's been forming his craft for thousands of years. You came on the scene um, you know, 20, 30, 50, 60 years, nine years ago, and he's more crafty than you are. <laughs> and so he makes you think that to find some level of contentment and pleasure, we've got to go after the things that come naturally and easy to our flesh, but actually leave us empty. And he's saying, in your presence is fullness of joy. And then when we're in his presence at his right hand, and it's interesting that he actually says in his, sorry, right hand, <laughs> in his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Meaning that the writer here in Psalms is saying, I'm close enough to you that I actually can see what's in your hand. Otherwise, a writer would just say, and I know that sometime, God, that you have pleasures for us. But he says in his right hand are pleasures forevermore. It's almost like he's seeing them. So the six ways to find his joy this Christmas are really are ways to stay close to Jesus. Here we go. Number one, get into God's word. I cannot emphasize enough what God's word will do for you. And you're not reading it to check a box. You're reading it to be in a relationship with Jesus. It's his word, and he wants to talk to you. A lot of people say, oh, I don't know what Jesus sounds like. I, I can't hear God's voice. I say, open the Bible. <laughs> Read his word. You'll know what he says. He's speaking to you. Number two, pray. Talk to Jesus. He, his spirit that, remember, dwells inside of us is already working in your life, already working in your heart, but talk to him. Now, somebody say, do we pray to Jesus or do we pray to the Father? When Jesus says, you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You can pray to the Father, you can pray to Jesus. Either one, you can start praying to the Father and then move into praying to Jesus and going back to the Father. <laughs> That's okay. Now, Jesus taught us how to pray, and, and he, you know, he says, our Father, right? So you can pray to the Father. But I love to stay Jesus-focused because it's Jesus who gives us the joy. It's Jesus who gives us the peace, his Spirit. First one, get in the Word. Number two, pray. Find your, find your time to do it. Morning, 
middle of the day, night. Number, number three, meditate. Now, this is not, this is not the hmm, meditation, you know, it's like, I don't even want to do the symbols there. I think there's something weird with that. But, but you, you want to just kind of like, what I'm saying is be reflective. Don't feel like you always have to be talking. You want to be able to allow, allow him to speak to you, and that's what meditation does. So here's the thing. Try to be quiet for two minutes of the day. I, I know two minutes doesn't sound long, but set your timer and be quiet, not talking to God, but let him just minister to you for two minutes. Now, your mind's going to go wild. Your mind's going to like, I got to do this. I got to do I could get my mind back. Here's a trick for you. All you need to say is, Jesus, I'm here. When your mind wants to go somewhere, say, Jesus, I'm here. Jesus, I'm here. And, and he begins to, you know where I kind of picked that up? I was uh, doing the emotionally healthy discipleship, um, sorry, emotionally healthy relationship class. And we, we do this morning and night in that class. And I have, my life has been transformed because I've been able to be quiet and still with, a, with the Lord in that way. That's what meditation is. One, get in the word. Two, pray. Three, meditate. Number four, worship Jesus. Now, I, everybody loves music. I know you do. Um, but can I make a recommendation that put on some of your music playlists some worship? What does worship do? It puts your focus back on Jesus. Put your focus back on Jesus. The other music, there's nothing wrong with it, but I'll tell you, and I love my Goo Blue Blay Christmas. When I'm making dinner, I like to play that. <laughs> but when I'm listening to it, I'm not thinking about Jesus. <laughs> So have times in your day when you are listening to, the, to singing to Jesus. Your spirit will, will join you in that, and it will bring you to a place of proximity, closeness to Jesus. Number five, serve with intention that you're being salt and life. Serve. Serve with the intention that you're being salt and light. So, and I, would, I say, well, where do we serve? And I would say, start with your neighbor. <laughs> Find what are the needs in your community? Find, and it's not even the needs, just serve. Um, I always have the opportunity, uh, neighbor right across the way, I have a plow in my truck and I'll usually try to plow her out on the front end. If I have time and I know her regular plow guy is there, I'll plow her driveway. But i just trying to find ways that I can just say, hey, how do I be a blessing to the people around me? And you get to make those decisions for yourself, too. And maybe it's serving in your own family. Maybe it's, um, you know, finding out what are the needs in your own family and meeting each other's needs. But here's the thing. It's not serving for the sake of serving. That's kind of volunteerism, right? But it's serving with the intention that you're going to be salt and light, which means that you're going to reflect who Jesus is. All right, we're doing well. We're coming to the end here. Lastly, give and be generous. And I would say when you give and be generous, I want you to give and be generous again with the same heart that you're giving as to the Lord. You're just not giving charitable giving. You're just not giving for the sake of, I just want the feel-good emotion at the moment. Because by the way, you will always feel good. God has wired us to feel great when we give. 
It's a very strong emotion, actually. Um, that pleasure center, center in our brain clicks off when we, are, when we give something to, um, when we're generous with other people. But I, I don't want to do it just so, hey, we get a, a fix on feeling good about ourselves. We want to actually do it because Jesus gave his life for us. That, that God was generous with us, with his very own life. And that we give, we give to see the kingdom of God expand. We give to let other people see who Jesus is. And we give as a reflection of how much God has given to us. You want those six again? I'll give them to you. Are you going to remember them? Here's the thing about, uh, about these things. When I work on preparing this for you, I start by saying, God, what do you want to speak to your church? Then number two, I'm saying, God, what are some practical ways that somebody can actually walk out of here or listen and put it into practice that will actually change their life? And if we know that in his presence is fullness of joy, and I've given you six things that you can work on that you can this week to be more in his presence so you can have greater joy, I'm hoping that just some of you will remember some of these things. Get into God's word, pray, meditate, worship Jesus, serve with the intention to be salt and light, start with your neighbor, give, be generous, um, as if you're giving to the Lord or actually you are giving to the Lord, especially when you're giving to the local church. You're giving to the Lord. Joy is different than happiness. Happiness robs you from experiencing joy. When we pursue the things that just were our quick fixes to make us happy, it's temporal. You will have a good feeling, but I'm telling you, it will still leave you empty because the Spirit of God, the fruit of His Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. These are the things that will produce great fruit in your life and will actually make you feel so full, so alive, and so complete. I just encourage you, those watching at home, don't give in for the quick fix of happiness. Do the hard work. It's going to take discipline. You're going to have to carve out time to be in God's Word. You're going to have to say, two minutes. I'm going to give up two minutes to allow myself to be quiet before the Lord. I'm going to create a playlist that has worship music. That means I've got to create some time to create that playlist that has worship music on it. I'm going to spend time with Jesus. And then I'm going to see his joy come alive in my life. Big idea today? You'll not find joy by looking for happiness. You'll find joy by looking for Jesus. Welcome to Church Online. My name is Pastor Mark, and I just want to say thank you for taking the time to join us in watching our services online. Maybe you can't be at our location today and you're watching this from home or on the road. We just want to say thank you for tuning in. And maybe you can't get to a physical location at Grace Capital Church, then this becomes part of your regular routine to do church live 
on your computer or on your device, we want to say, invite some friends with you. Do church together. Life is so much better together and discovering what God has for us is meant to be done in community. Gather people together and enjoy these services for weeks to come. Thank you for watching. Thank you.